joined today with Dylan, who That's goes me. by a few names, uh, but we'll just call him Dylan for Dylan the, today. Works. That's Dylan fine. Works. We go by lots of different names in the in the gaming scene, but uh, look, this is just a podcast, as you know, second episode. We had Ness on last week, but uh, we're doing this to sort of talk about why people do things and why people are into what they're into. And um, yeah, some good conversations for sure. So that's what this podcast is about. And uh, Dylan, thanks for joining us on the show. Very, very welcome. And thanks for having me. Awesome. So I guess we can um, start with, uh, well, why... uh, there's many things we can talk about with why, but let's talk about your video game creation um, and uh, educational journey there. Let's uh, dive into that a bit, shall we? Sure. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know, uh, I have a company called Larrikin Interactive, and we really sit at the intersection of video games, education, and entrepreneurship. So we we really respect the power of video games to teach 21st century skills and what that basically means is people are playing a lot of video games these days uh, myself included yep and we can harness the motivation to play video games and channel that into employable skill sets like programming uh, art music all these kinds of uh, really important skills that is such a great pitch Uh, how long did it take you to rehearse that yeah, <laughs> off the cuff, off the cuff. Man, I'll snip that and we can like play that on repeat on Just do that. <laughs> let's, let's just do that. That was amazing. Um, so, yeah, look, um, great industry to be involved in. I mean, I'm sort of involved in the industry myself, but the video game creation is just huge, bigger than the, uh, the, the film and music industry, correct? Yeah. Bigger than film and music joined together multiplied by two. That's amazing. So it's, it's officially the largest creative industry in the world and largest growing creative industry in the world. Well, there you have it. So, yeah, look, and and so why, uh, yeah, tell us why you are actually interested in this and what got you into it. So, have always been a nerd, uh, proud, proud yep. nerd. Back in the day have, you know, I think I was 10 when I was putting my computer together and ordering the different parts and, and doing that. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think we've all done a little bit of that in our time. And I think it's, it's... Uh, obviously playing video games has been a big part of my life. Uh, my grandfather put me on his lap and he was ahead of his times. He was an early adopter where he got one of the first PCs out and we were playing really old school video games with him. And then my mum had me on her lap and we were playing old school video games together yeah. while she was studying. Uh, and so games has also been a big part of my life and, and still is now. Sure. Was it the enjoyment of the games you were playing or was it just being part of something that you, I don't know, did you see back then it could be as big as it is today or you just were had that interest into it? I think when I was younger, it's more, you don't really think of those really high-level concepts, you know. You're just going after the, uh, the fun element of video games and I'm sure mixed with that is elements of escapism. You know, I was also a voracious reader, you know, and, and still am as well. Yeah. And I see those mediums really as being quite interchangeable in terms of the, the reasons why I do them. I love a good narrative story. I love getting involved with the characters. And that's the same for video games and for books. Absolutely, yeah. I think actually uh, there's a good video um, on YouTube about uh, League of Legends. And it was done actually, it would have been like f- five, six years ago now. It's quite a dated video. But it goes over the um, the top 
uh, eight reasons why people play League of Legends. They get something from that game, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a storytelling or the lore. Some people just love mm-hmm. the background of a of a yep. hero. Um, or it's that escapism that you were talking mm-hmm. about. So I think everyone gets something from it. Um, and yeah. uh, even myself, I can relate to it. You get something out of that game that you just really love. Yeah, I think I think what's really important, and I keep bringing it back to this anytime I um, have this kind of conversation with people, particularly if they don't understand the gaming industry, and they're like, what game do you play? Why do you play that particular game? I think I always bring it back to the mediums that people are more comfortable with. Sure. I read particular books. I don't read thrillers, let's say, you know, like I've read some Stephen King, but not a lot. I I read, you know, fantasy style books and I really love that genre and I'll get involved with that genre. Yeah. Um, Similarly, I have that kind of perspective on video games. I have a particular type of video game that I really like playing for the reasons I like playing it. My own brother, as an example, plays completely different video games um, Mm. and reads completely different books uh, because it's that kind of comparison it's a bit like music, actually, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. it's very subjective. You have your reasons for listening to it. Yeah. Um, what music do yeah. you listen to? Sorry, we'll just we'll ask the question. <laughs> so, I think it would. My answer would be: it depends. Yeah. It depends. Like, I think uh, I, as a musician myself, I love, and I'm very happy to listen to instrumental music of top, you know, musicians, and uh, when I'm in the right mood. Um, when I'm in a working mood, I'll listen to lo-fi stuff. Yep. Uh, love me some hip-hop, you know, like grew up on Bliss and Esso and Hilltop Hoods and uh, really love them. Um, nice. Yeah. What about yeah, yourself, it comes man? back to Yeah, well, me, I'm, uh, I got a particular taste. I, uh, yeah, I liken it to ice cream as well because some people, you know, you like your, you have your fra- favourites you always go to <laughs> mm. when, you, when you listen to music. Me, I'm into um, things that, have catchy choruses um it can be any genre it could be a country song and i don't usually listen to country but um it could be but mainly the catchy stuff i listen to comes from the european region because that's always about you know some sort of story or uh fantasy or something like that i love that um element of that particular music so symphonic uh power metal uh type stuff is what i listen to uh for that reason because it helps me um escape much like in video games i can actually relate that entirely to video games in the same sense that you're you're listening to something that takes you to another place yeah i think video games um speaking on that escapism in particular they they play a really important role in allowing us to immerse ourselves in a in a new world the same way that a a good book might and i believe with absolutely no scientific backing whatsoever but i believe at least for me anecdotally it helps me to um, process things that are going on in my life while being uh, emerged submerged in this <laughs> in this other world um, yeah absolutely but like any tool you know it it it, it can be abused mm-hmm. you know and there are people um you know myself included over the years who might have spent too long in a particular um, escapism medium whether it be books music or, or video games yeah everything in moderation as they say <laughs> yeah yeah, no, that's great. Um, so we bounced a bit from uh, from games to music, but they sort of are still connected there. Um, you've been playing um, drums for a bit um, mm-hmm. most of yep. your life, yeah? So yeah. tell yeah, us a bit about that. Well, I started when I was around 10 years old, I think. I yeah. think one of my primary school assignments was me and a friend of mine called Daniel, and we did uh, double D drumming or something like that. It was a video. Nice. Of us just playing drums. <laughs> that was like a year 
God, I don't know what, year six maybe, assignment. Um, yeah, and I taught music at Amadeus Music School while I was at university and I uh, have been just playing in all sorts of bands forever. Um, yeah. You know, Jigsaw Collective is, is the band that I've played in with the most and I just love it. I love their ethos. You know, everyone gets a spot on stage and everyone gets to, to play and everyone's welcome to contribute to the music and it's always different every single session. Yeah, yeah no, that's great. Um, do you get to do much in the scene at the moment with the, your work in the current uh, well you're doing a lot of in the space of the education with your gaming and stuff so are you still you know f- finding time to actively get into music or is it something you sort of just do every now and then or yeah ab- absolutely at the moment my main focus is the video game education and developing the video game uh, industry in, in the Northern Territory like yeah. that's taking most of my time that's a big hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'm just the the person who's starting it off and then, you know, if I guess if I do my job right or maybe even if I don't, the industry should grow at the Northern Territory, you know, and that's what I really want to see is other people also wearing the same hat and developing games here that I can play. Yeah, um, no, you're definitely a fire starter. I can definitely relate to being someone like that in yeah. my own ways. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, look, that's uh that's great. Um, and I think that's where we have a bit of synergy, you and me. We can definitely relate to each other in that space. We're in a similar space mm-hmm. to what we do. Now, this podcast, of, uh, as you all know, isn't about uh, the gaming and esports and entertainment, but we can't help but talk about it because mm-hmm. that's actually what I do. Uh, and that's what most people know me from uh, as well, including yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just yeah. a great, exciting subject, isn't it? Like it's, yeah. I love talk it. about this all day. Yeah, that's, that's our interests. Yeah. You know, we play games, we make games, we we make games communities. Community is such a huge word, that one, mm-hmm. um, in, in how it can affect. How it all links together, I think, I find quite fascinating. Like how, and we've, we talk about the, I guess, the, um, the why. Let's go to the why. Why do people get into gaming? Why do people get into that niche? There's always a reason why they do it. Um, some people like doing it because they're into cosplay. They like expressing mm-hmm. themselves through costumes and acting out that mm-hmm. character. They might play a game, but they're not, you know, too much into it. Other people like competing and winning and being um, a great competitor um, and want to be the best, you know, better than anyone else. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of different facets, eh, to... We call it gaming, but someone in cosplay might not call it gaming, but actually it, it's kind of fitting around whatever that term is. Yeah. You know, geek culture. Yeah. You know, like Absolutely. It's, I don't think they've, they've put a name on the exact thing, but yes, they, we, we always talk about geek culture and community mm-hmm. and pop culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we're determined to... What's funny, I think, is that we, we, we still position ourselves as if we were fringe... You know this kind of outskirts um, uh, rebel culture, but if you look at the statistics of the amount of people who are participating in these cultures and communities, it's not fringe anymore. It's very much mainstream. It is starting to mainstream a lot. Um, an example I can give actually is that um, TV show that got released on Netflix, um, Arcane. Mm-hmm. That yep. um, wow. The even yep. people that don't even know, know what League of Legends is are watching that and going, wow. Yep. For, yep. for a game that's, for a, sorry, for a show that was based on a game 
this is really starting to go over into the mainstream. So yep. I think there's, it's good. It's, it's, a, it's a sign that it's, it's um, finally people are starting to understand how big the industry is and yep. where it's going. And it's just a matter of time. You know, if you look at the statistics, even just for Australia, we've got two out of three Australians who identify as gamers. You know, that, that's huge. And it's not all youth. We're not thinking all of 13-year-olds, although they do, uh, a lot of that demographic do play video games. But what's really important is that, you know, actually it's, it's people who are our age. Yeah, we do it too. We're in, a, um, in the 30s. Uh, you're in your 30s too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> cool. yeah. I didn't have to yeah. check that. Um, but yeah, look, we still love g- games. Um, they, yeah. they, they still give something to us. They give us um, some fun and enjoyment. Yeah, because if you and always, I bring it back to comparing to more established mediums, more traditional mediums. You don't um, stop being a reader <laughs> just <laughs> just because you turn a certain age. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you don't have, you know, yeah. Of course, thirteen-year-olds read thirteen-year-old books, plus or minus ten years. Let's yeah. say, depending yeah. on the thirteen-year-old, the rule applies to gamers. A 13-year-old gamer out there playing a 13-year-old game plus or minus 10 years, and there's a 30-year-old gamer. I, I guess there's certain things like, uh, I guess, marketing strategies and promotions they will do in a particular game. Fortnite's a good example. They will mm-hmm. do something that is sort of tailored to that sort of age or demographic. Mm-hmm. But oh, then again, totally. they also do ones that are um, universal across the board, like mm-hmm. Marvel. Marvel's mm-hmm. a great subject that everyone, mm-hmm. all ages can like. Yeah, so. and that, that's the... Um, that's the Simpsons analogy, you know, or the Shrek analogy where you create something that all ages can appreciate. And absolutely, games has that too. Mm, you know, absolutely. They, they do that, but your thought, or Roblox is another great example of a yeah. game that is, a, it's, you know, I think it's two out of three children between eight and 12 in America play this game. Yeah, we're talking the vast majority of children play this game. Uh, and as a business, what they're doing is they're looking at capturing the market as it ages by developing its product even further and then targeting oh, wow. at that new age demographic. Uh, and, I mean, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. That's, that's your Harry Potter um, then developing Harry Potter's spin-off to add uh, or to capture the aged demographic that used to watch Harry Potter back in the day. Yeah, I think they did that with Minecraft as well a little bit. Uh, Minecraft had that a lot of different expansions and things done to it to sort of uh, target that demographic. Uh, but you see adult streamers streaming Minecraft. I mean, they're out there Absolutely. digging away with their little pickaxes. And I think I think that's one of the things I do enjoy about video games. Even though it can target at a particular demographic, um, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Uh, Unless it's restricted, of course. I mean, that it does. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, for example. Grand Theft Auto, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> R18 is R18. <laughs> it's there for a reason. Uh, I started playing Grand Theft Auto again just to just to s- remember what it was like. 100 gigabyte download, it's a sizable Was game. it the remastered one? No, I didn't play the remastered one, but I played the f- five. The remastered one didn't do so well. Yeah, uh, fair enough. And I'll wait for a little bit, same yep. as I'm going to wait for Cyberpunk to pull itself out. It's, indus- it's interesting, and th- this could be a completely uh, different conversation, but um, <coughs> the developers' stories as well. Like the, you know, we talk about our stories and what we're doing, and but the developers have a story too. Um, Cyberpunk's a great example mm-hmm. of a game <coughs> being released way too early. Mm-hmm. Um, there's games that coming out now, like Battlefield 2042. Yep. Man, yep. The, they've had, had to undergo a huge restructure of their entire uh, board. 
yeah for that game yep. Yep. so it's um actually been a not a great year yeah reddit reddit releases. is blowing up for that sort of thing but uh, it's it makes life interesting uh, interesting yeah. if if everything was perfect then we wouldn't be having you know reddit it is an interesting <laughs> thing yeah yeah true yeah yeah if i think what's interesting is that the video games lives on as a service once it's released and I think that's unlike any other creative industry that we've had that I know of or I can think of right yeah. now. When you release yeah. a book, it's the book. It can have new additions, but otherwise um, there's not that uh, quick cycle of iteration that a video game... Yeah, you're for. right. There's usually like a like an old book might be redone in like 2021, the 2021 version. Yeah, new editions come out yeah. annually sometimes, yeah. particularly for textbooks and things. Movies often don't get uh, that kind of iteration except for really... Uh, key examples like the Sonic movie that you know was supposed to have Sonic look a particular way and then Reddit blew up and then they changed that. <laughs> yes, that was good. Yeah. So that I think the video games is establishing a new behavior with its consumers and that they have a voice and that they can be heard but also similarly organizations are learning that unfortunately or fortunately they can release something that's not quite finished knowing that players will still come to it Absolutely. years afterwards. No Man's Sky, Cyberpunk. Uh, I'm sure there's heaps of others that I can't think of right now. Well, I always refer to, because I I know the publisher a lot, Riot Games, because I've been playing League of Legends a lot, but I always refer to them. Sorry, I keep referring to them. But Riot Games have done an interesting thing now. They've got Riot Forge, which is their publisher, which they actually allow um, uh, third-party developers to use their IP uh, to create different games. That's cool. They just released uh, one which is like this character. He does it like a little rhythm game. Uh, out of uh, zigs out of the game, and then they got the other, another one which is like a Final Fantasy like oh, RPG. I, um, I didn't realize Ronky. that was through different developers. Yeah, d- diff- uh, different third party developers. They're giving them the IP and going here, create a game. So that's um, really uh, cool what they're doing now um, with uh, that. So really smart. That that's the future of that that industry is user generated content. Yeah, no, nah, it's great, um, and it's just expanding everything to what it already is, which is massive. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said for these standalone novel narrative experiences. You know, the two-hour game, I really would hope that the two-hour game survives. Give us an example of that. Which one do you reckon? And there's, there's heaps of indie examples of, of what that might look like. Now, To the Moon was a really beautiful one, uh, which was just a small pixel, small indie team uh, that could develop it. And it just was a, a, a book, like a, an equivalent to a, a light read as a book. Um, there's a war one that was also really beautiful. Um, French, French name that I can't remember. I um, remember playing those um, Telltale games. I don't know if you... Did mm-hmm. you see the Telltales? The yeah. Walking Dead ones? I didn't play them in the end. They're actually really good. They told mm-hmm. a story, but you like you have these action sequences and mm. um, different... like pathways you can choose uh in the actual game which determine your outcome cool love that yeah i love that so much and i I think i would love to see those kinds of video games still get the recognition that they deserve even though the market seems to be pushing towards games as a service where the game needs to have continued content like your fortnights and yeah more competitive type games yeah so yeah um you know i just because I believe in making video games is, is an art form, ultimately, and it's an expression. It's a, it's a medium for expression. Yep. And I'd love, I hope, and I think that that will still be a key part of video games going forward. Absolutely. 
maybe it's like the same as Marvel movies compared to your your French cinema. Well, yeah, again, going back to what I said before, the right for that's exactly I think why they're doing that. Um, right games. They're 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 wanting to create stories with certain characters in their games. They did one about um, Nunu, which is a big big monster, which a little kid rides him, but all this battling's going on, these people fighting each other with swords, and this is about this, this yeti-looking creature trying to um, communicate and play with his friend in the in the realm of League of Legends. And that's a thing you'd think, all right, that doesn't sound like a League of Legends mm. game. Yeah. And they've sort of given that to them to sort of make that experience. So that, anyway. Awesome. So, yeah, I think that's, um, I think we've gone through why on some <laughs> things head, with yeah. you. Yeah, no, um, it's good to have a chat. Yeah, no, nah, thanks for coming on. This is only episode two, so we're going to get more eps uh, going uh, with lots of different people. I, I plan to get lots of different people from all walks of life on this show, um, including ones like Dylan. Might see you again, Dylan. It'd be great to have you on again. And um, yeah, look, make sure you listen in on Spotify here. Share it with your friends if you do know either of us. Um, you know, it's good to hear from you and get some feedback. We really um, would appreciate that. So. But until next time, everyone, thank you for tuning in. This has been The Why with D Moore. We'll see you next time.